ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 312th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, I'll begin with my highlight of the week, which is the Las Vegas Golden Knights making sports history by playing their way into the NHL Finals as a first-year expansion team. They're the first team to do it since the St. Louis, St. Louis Blues in 1968. But they got in because the entire division they were in in the NHL back then were all expansion teams. So what Vegas has done is remarkable. It's literally sports history. We've never seen anything quite like it before. I think they have the best regular season record of any expansion team ever in all four major pro-American sports. And uh, it's just a pleasure to watch. Uh, I must say, Marc-Andre Fleury, the goalie, who is clearly their MVP, if not the league MVP, is uh, it's a great story. Growing up near Pittsburgh, I am certainly followed his Penguins career. And I uh, must say, it reminds me a little bit of the... Uh, Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situation back in the day in the year 2000, 2001, when, uh, as we all remember, Bledsoe got injured, was replaced by Brady, and we all know the rest of the story. Bledsoe was eventually traded to the Buffalo Bills and then played for the Cowboys. But this is a bit of a twist on that, in that Flory was part of three Stanley Cup winning teams with the Penguins. And when they won their first one uh, with the current team, Sidney Crosby and the like, in I believe 2009, beating the Red Wings, Flory was the man. And then uh, for the most recent two, he was uh, ultimately replaced by Matt Murray and therefore left unprotected in the expansion draft. He was the first pick of the Golden Knights. And to see what he's done is just remarkable. And again, it reminds me a lot of, you know, Flurry was replaced uh, the way Bledsoe was replaced. And Flurry has bounced back with uh, obviously the greatest season of his career. Just the mere fact, uh, based on leadership alone, leading this young expansion team into the NHL finals and, and playing great, by the way. Uh, it didn't turn out 
quite that way for Drew Bledsoe, who remains beloved here in New England and someone I've interviewed a few times and is just the greatest, greatest guy ever. Um, so it's just wonderful to see the Flurry story turn out this way for him. And uh, it's just been, again, unlike anything we've ever seen in sports, they were obviously a 500 to 1 odds. The next low, biggest odds were 200 to 1. Uh, the fact that they were born in Las Vegas, I can't help but think there must have been a few people out there who, when uh, they were first put on the board at 500 to 1, uh, probably threw down a couple of dollars just out of loyalty to their brand new hometown team, their first ever professional sports franchise. Uh, I'm sure they're smiling about now. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, again, easily the biggest story of the year. Maybe the biggest story I heard it said on ESPN, Barry Melrose, no less that it's the biggest sports story of the century. Don't know if we meant last century, this century or the last hundred years, but I wouldn't argue with that either. This is a, a, a seismic event. And I can't, couldn't help but think to last year, I happened to tune in the night they held the expansion draft. And as they drafted Marc-Andre Flore, then a couple of other guys right behind them, I, at the time, didn't think much of it, but I thought, you know, I know most of these names, James Neal, people like that. I said, these are some recognizable names to me going to this expansion team. And uh, lo and behold, uh, all these months later, uh, it appears they got uh, some great, great choices. It'll be, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out uh, with the rest of the league, the league offices. Uh, you, you know, this is not supposed to happen, period. And again, they're more than capable of winning the any the Stanley Cup, obviously. And uh, I think I said this a few weeks back on the air. Uh, I was out in Vegas in March, uh, and the Minnesota Timberwolves were in town, and there was just Timberwolves people everywhere, proudly wearing their jerseys, and it was just quite a sight to see. Uh, the point being the power of Vegas as a draw for the visiting team, whoever happens to be playing the Golden Knights, uh, is immense. Clearly, thousands of people pour in uh, for basically every home game from the, from the visiting team city because it's Vegas. And uh can only imagine what it's going to be like when the Oakland Raiders start playing in Vegas. That'll even take it to the next level. So, and it's Vegas Golden Knights, the hottest ticket in Vegas, and that's saying something. Uh, we're talking about it over the weekend. It is hotter than any show in town. Celine Dion, you name it. It's the hottest show and hottest ticket in Vegas. So hats off to them. They've achieved the near impossible. They're in. Uh, now we get to see if they can actually win the championship. And then one bonus for all of us is going to be the, uh, uh, the opportunity to still watch the, uh, the pregame show, which is like no other uh, true Vegas entertainment spectacular. Uh, it's a mix of Game of Thrones, 
Game of Thrones and and high tech, uh, and it's really uh, unlike anything we've ever seen as a pregame to a sporting event. Uh, they all often have a celebrity uh, do the siren. Uh, saw last week Wayne Newton did it, and uh, so that's going to be fun to watch uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals as well. well. My bizarre story of the week, sticking with hockey, is the Washington Capitals doing it again as they now face elimination tonight in Washington after winning the first two games on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning have stormed back to take two in Washington, then won game five at home. And here they are uh, looking to beat the Caps tonight in D.C. and take on the Golden Knights. So I can only imagine, given the history, what that crowd is going to be like tonight. Uh, they're going to be squirming in their seats uh, in Washington tonight, uh, there'll be an uneasiness unlike we rare, rarely see in all of sports. Again, given the history, the number of Game 7s they've lost, elimination games, and whatever game that happens to be. So it is going to be a fascinating game to watch. There'll be another fascinating game to watch, which is the Celtics Cavaliers tonight from Cleveland. Leading into my low light of the week was the Boston Celtics simply pulling a no-show in Cleveland on Saturday night. Uh, they have to at least show up tonight. Um, simply put, and uh, all credit to the Cavs, they did what they had to do. No surprise there with LeBron. Uh, but the Celtics need to uh, make it competitive tonight. That's for sure. There's going to be a carryover effect uh, back here in Boston for Game 5. And my golf update of the week is Aaron Wise uh, running away with the Byron Nelson uh, tournament over the weekend, especially yesterday, posted a 2300 to win it. And that was just uh, an amazing performance by a very, very young player. And I also have written a couple stories uh, on www.newengland.golf uh, on my visit to the Masters of a few weeks ago and also Patriots Point golf course that's uh, patriots point links on charleston south carolina harbor uh great course played it wrote a story again for newengland.golf and uh so if you have a chance feel free to jump on that site and take a read and now let's take our break and next up will be our weekly call-in expert ap stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers alabama football and many other sports so don't go anywhere Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game, and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-888. 346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for joining us, as always. And, uh... Didn't get to this in the first segment, but the the big news of the day, given it was the last thing we saw, was, of course, last night's Golden State Warriors returned to form as they blew out the Houston Rockets in Game 3, which was the first game held out in uh, Alameda County Coliseum there. And Steph Curry got back to being Steph Curry and... Uh, I don't know about you, AP, but there's not much more I enjoy in all of sports and certainly not in, uh, let alone basketball, than Steph Curry playing well, raining threes, and uh, and playing like an MVP, which he's been twice. Uh, it was good to see. Uh, I would have preferred a more competitive game, but when Steph goes, the Warriors go, and boy, he was on last night, especially in the third quarter. I think, John, he's one of the most enjoyable players to watch from my standpoint anyway, because he displays all the skills that you try to teach children when they're introduced to the game. I mean, he can an exceptional shooter, fabulous ball handler, tremendous passer. Uh, he has all the dexterity in, in his hands. I've, I've never seen such, you know, a person who can control the basketball uh, with such grace. And, and not only does he dribble the ball between the legs, behind the back, all those things, but right. for a reason, it's, it's very efficient. Correct, correct. No, he's just, again, he's probably my favorite player to watch since Pistol Pete Maravich, truly, uh, at the guard position. I uh, don't want to forget about uh, Larry Bird. But, uh, yeah, from the guard <laughs> position, I don't know that, you know, it just reminds me of when I was a young kid uh, watch, growing up watching, you know, uh, not only Pete Maravich, but Rick Mount and Calvin Murphy. Uh, both guards as well, and they just like, you know, I, I feel at least at, at a young age, they took basketball to the next level. Three amazing scorers, of course, Maravich being the lead one, averaged 40, I think, plus. And uh, so, yeah, Steph Curry has, you know, reminded me of that ever since he just became an absolute superstar four or five years ago. Hard to believe the Warriors' run has been now going on for that long, but. Uh, yeah, who doesn't love the threes? It's like, you know, home runs in baseball. That's what people love to see more than anything else, even more than dunks, I'd say, nowadays. 
And I think so. It's great. Yeah, I think so, John. As you said, I believe because most of those guys, I mean, I don't know how many in the league that can't dunk. So that's something that has become standard for a long time now. But in this era of basketball, like you say, the last half dozen or so years, you know, Steph Curry and the Golden State, they shoot, they pass, they dribble. I mean, they represent the best of basketball, how it should be played, I believe. I mean, other people might disagree, but that's the game that I knew growing up. It was if you're driving, you're looking to pass. If you're, you know, and, you're, and your, move, your movement is to get open, to be ready for the pass, the assist, so you can take the shot and make, make the basket. So, uh, you know, Steph Curry and Golden State, uh, I, I think, I don't know how Houston recovers from losing by 41 points, but, John, you, you've seen it in the past many times, 30, 35-point losses. The other team comes back and wins uh, because the, the home team doesn't shoot well and the away team has a hot night, so it can't happen. So it's only a, a two-to-one lead right now, but I don't see anybody having uh, – I don't, I don't see Houston having a chance to win the series. Nor do I. Nor do I. Keep in mind that Houston had the best record. They have home court advantage, but uh, last night may have been a dagger through the heart. And when it feels like Golden State has finally found their game, they've had injuries, it just feels like they went months, I believe, near the end of the season, and even in the playoffs without their four all-stars in the lineup at, uh, starting the game at the same time. Uh, but that that's, you know, everybody's back, everybody's healthy, and it just seemed like last night they really served notice. And, oh, by the way, something I haven't, it's been on my mind, but I haven't said it on the show. Or uh, Remember back, AP, when Steve Kerr, when it was actually being questioned that Steve Kerr was being hired on their coach uh, as their new coach back <laughs> four or five years ago? I guess we haven't heard that much lately, have we? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I I, I know fact. John that you, you know basketball coaches. I mean, you've seen guys in the league, and then they're circulated three and four teams, and it's really pretty much the same results, you know. But Steve Curry knows how to coach these superstars, and he gets the most out of them, and they competing together as a unit, functioning uh, with with you know tremendous point scoring ability. So yeah, Steve Kerr is the coach. No prior experience. He's doing yep. fine. Doing fine, I would say. Absolutely. And for my money, he's also one of the most refreshing coaches to listen to in all of sports. He's honest. He's funny. Uh, he has genuine insight. He, he doesn't dodge questions. He pretty much answers them. Uh, and, you know, like his just going back a couple of days when that uh, Supreme Court uh, had the new ruling on sports betting in America, allowing the states to now dictate it state by state. He was hilarious when he came, you know, when he did the press conference right after that, joking about it and stuff like that. So I just think he's a fascinating guy. Uh, obviously, a great career, number of championships, as well as uh, good career as a broadcaster. I mean, he is, uh, and what he's done with his team, I mean, what they do, they play a bit of a different game, and they have for four or five years than what we've seen before. It's like new age basketball, uh, but it's rooted in team play, the extra, the extra pass, sprinting up and down the court. Again, I, and I've been saying this for three, four years, I, I, I like to think I jumped on the, the Warriors bandwagon pretty early, 
and I've just been enjoying it ever since. And, you know, I did something I don't always do, which is, you know, the, the day Celtics tickets went on sale for a couple seasons back, I think seasons two and three of their run, you know, I, I bought tickets for the Warriors the very first night they, they were available because uh, I just had to see them in person, and I did twice, and they were fabulous. <laughs> um, so uh, it's just a great run. You, you know, and we're hearing some people say, oh, the Warriors bad for basketball. I don't think so. No, I grew up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, and by that, I mean, you know, dynasties are good for sports. You know, I don't care if it's Notre Dame football, Alabama football, you know, Yankees, Lakers, Celtics, now the Warriors, uh, Montreal Canadiens. This stuff's good for sports because you watch whether you either like them or you hate them, but you watch. And that's what sports is all about. Yeah, I think it, it draws eyes to the TV. It draws eyes to the sport if you have a dominating team and superstar players together. So I don't see anything wrong with it. And what I like about Golden State as the dominant team is, as I said, their style of play. Right. Right. And they play in a great arena. You know, I love watching games from Oracle because of, uh, you know, the, the, the energy, the excitement that that crowd brings. It's just incredible. And, you know, they were in the desert, uh, the basketball desert for uh, many decades with uh, not much of a team. And now they've like turned it around and boy, they're just savoring every moment of it as they, uh, you know, as we all know, and uh, they're building a new arena over in San Francisco, right near the San Francisco Giants. Uh, beautiful ballpark there in, uh, in the Mission District. I drove by it when I was out in San Francisco in March. It was exciting to see. It's literally right there with the Giants ballpark right on the water there. And uh, so, yeah, so it's like there's even an extra jump uh, with the Oracle's days numbered and, uh, you know, people loving being in that, quote, old stadium, no different than up here in Boston and the old Boston Garden and many other venues as well. Uh, they're, they're, they're getting extracting every last inch of excitement out of that place. And, uh, so that's fun to see as well. So it's, uh, it's great to see. And, you know, when you talked about the blowout, I couldn't help. I learned my lesson AP years ago in the early eighties with the famous Celtics Memorial day massacre of the Lakers in game one of the NBA finals. As we all know, that was eventually became the series when the Lakers finally broke through and beat the Celtics on their home court, I might add, for the NBA championship. It was the first time the Lakers had ever beaten the Celtics after losing whatever, six, seven, eight, you know, NBA finals to them. Uh, People thought it just couldn't be done. And the fact that it was done on the heels of the Memorial Day Massacre uh, told me once and for all, you know, especially in basketball, I think, but really in all sports, uh, certainly hockey, baseball, any multi-series postseason play that uh, each game is its own separate entity. So uh, the Celtics got blown out Saturday night. They have to come back. No different than the Warriors do tomorrow night. Uh, You know, we'll see how this Celtics-Cavs plays out. But Memorial Day weekend is coming up this weekend, so AP uh, Game Seven, if there is one, would be Saturday night in Boston. So they might be looking for 
uh, another Memorial Day weekend massacre. It won't be on Memorial Day, but it'll be the night before. Uh, but they, they need to show up tonight because they, they certainly didn't on Saturday night. And granted, the Cavs did exactly what they had to do and what I think all of us expected to do. But, uh, you know, a 30-point loss is a 30-point loss, just like you said, just the way uh, the Rockets are reeling from last night's loss. Yeah, I don't think the, the Celtics will – uh, have that in their head about that that big loss. I mean, the professionals they've experienced big wins, big losses, and that's just the nature of the sport. Uh, you catch somebody on a hot night, and you you really better to go home after the end of the you know second quarter sometimes. But this is a new day, new game, and the Celtics they want to stay alive. They need to win tonight. Right. I mean, they're young, obviously. Uh, most of them, not Al Horford. They've been overachieving, so tonight is their real first real, real test, and, you know, just facing adversity. I mean, granted, just a couple weeks ago, they won a game seven at home, where each team won the home game against, you know, when they played the Milwaukee Bucks, but this feels like the first time some of these young guys are, are facing, you know, a, a crisis game, shall we say, because, again... Uh, winning tonight may be asking a lot, but they do need to make it competitive just so they can bring back some positive energy back to Boston where they have yet to lose this postseason. So, uh, and let's not forget last year, and I know it's a different year and this team is doing wonderful things, but you know, last year, I think the Cavs recorded like a 50 point victory and during the playoffs, the Eastern conference finals, like we're in and. I also think there was another game where the Cavs led by 50. So, yeah, so there's still a lot on the line. And I said last week, that'd be the first thing I'd be saying if I was Brad Stevens. I think we're beyond that now. There'll be no 50-point leads. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, and there wasn't that on Saturday night. But uh, trust me when I say a lot of Boston fans were, were thinking back to some of those blowouts in last year's Eastern Conference Finals. But. It's going to be fun. I mean, this is this is what we want to see. And so Boston's excited, a little bit of anxiety. and uh, But, you know, tonight we're going to see not only what this year's Celtics team is all about, but I think in an overall sense what, like, this Celtics team that they've been building for the past few years, what they're really all about. Um all without Kyrie Irving and, of course, Gordon Hayward. So it's going to be great theater tonight, I think. I really do. Well, yeah, these are the moments, John, in sports where you, maybe you you see where the team, it's a seminal moment, and it, it's like a stamp on their their history and their legacy Correct. as members of, that, members of that group. So, you know, tonight at Cleveland, what's going to happen? Exactly. That, perfectly said. And uh, I can't even add to that. You just said it so well. Uh, So why don't we take our break? And still a lot more to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. 
In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and back on the line with us is our weekly call and expert AP Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports and AP we were discussing some iconic NBA brands uh, in the previous segment Celtics Warriors uh, on and on but there's no bigger iconic brand in college football than Alabama, and sounds like they're making some, uh, and that's the team that you cover, of course, and have for years. So it sounds like they're uh, looking ahead with their schedule, correct? Yes, John. It's been reported. We, we had written a story uh, last June, actually, about one of the poss- strong possibilities uh, we said was Alabama to play USC in Arlington, Texas. So we think that's going to happen. Alabama signed the contract. They're waiting for the folks in Texas to uh, to deliver on that, their signature as well. So Alabama is going to play USC in 2020 at, back at uh, Jerry Jones Stadium. You know they played in 2016 and Alabama slaughtered uh, the Trojans. I think it was 52 to six. 
but I think it's going to be much different. But but also down the line, they're going to be playing Miami in Atlanta. They're going to be have a home and home series, which is uh, new for Alabama in the last ten years or so, at Texas in 2022 and hosting Texas in 2023. Uh, the last time I think Texas played in Alabama was like early 1900s. So it's been a while, but those are two storied programs. And then down the road in 28 and 29, Alabama travels to South Bend, Indiana in 2028. And 2029, the Irishmen come to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So Greg wow. Byrne and company, the athletic director at Alabama, a lot of marquee names. Uh, the last home and home Alabama had was in 2010 and 11 with Penn State. That is awesome. Wow, home and home with Texas and Notre Dame. Um, and you, I, I just want to, right at the end, you said the last home and home they had was with Penn State? Penn State, 2010 and 11, you know, last uh, Power 5 team. Okay, wow. That's great stuff, and I remember those games well. As, uh, in addition to every other classic Penn State-Alabama game that, uh, that was played, hopefully those two get back together for a little home and home because they have a terrific history Uh Anyway, moving on. Well, I'm on the Florida Citrus Sports email list. I always thought of you when I got this. And uh, uh, just last Wednesday, I got the uh, the notice, the exclusive presale for Alabama versus Louisville in the Camping in Camping World Stadium, uh, the old Citrus Bowl as we know it. Uh, Saturday, September 1st, 8 p.m. That's Labor Day weekend. And uh, again, thought of you. So, uh, again, ticket sales are underway for what will be the opening weekend of college football. Uh, again, thought of you, and uh, I was tempted to get a ticket, but unfortunately can't make it down that weekend. But I'm, I'm sure you'll be there, right? Absolutely, yes. And, you know, for those people who've never been to Disney who like football, this is a, 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 double, a double dish. And so, you know, you can see Alabama Louisville, who've only played uh, – Few times. I mean, last last I can recall was in the Fiesta Bowl, and Alabama was it was in Gene Stallings' first year. They were a seven and four team, I believe. And Louisville had Brownie Nagel, and they beat Alabama. I think thirty-five to seven. It wasn't a good day for Alabama. That was at the Fiesta Bowl. So uh, Alabama. I was hoping that Lamar Jackson would be around, but that's not the case. Correct. Correct. Uh, well, you know, certainly the power. And uh, in Alabama, and then, uh, of course, Louisville was squarely on the college football map, map, especially with Bobby Petrino as their coach. Lamar Jackson is indeed gone, but but that'll be, you know, a fun game to watch, a good game for opening weekend. And, uh, you know, Orlando, by the way, you said it perfectly – Disney World, whatnot. Uh, I've been down in Orlando for the last two Pro Bowls, and uh, they've both been sellouts, and they've both been just fabulous weeks. Uh, the South loves their football. Orlando loves their football. You know, with the Pro Bowl, it's their only like NFL connection, so to speak. They obviously don't have an NFL team. The Bucks are only an hour down the road on I-4 down in Tampa, but... Uh, but they, you know, there's just so much ancillary things to do. You know, Pro Bowl practices were held at ESPN Wide World of Sports. Wouldn't be shocked 
uh, given its first game of the year, what have you, if, you know, maybe Alabama and, uh, and Louisville might do a little of that, uh, we'll see. It's, but, uh, anyway, it's a great city, you know, to host sort of these, these one-off events for lack of a better word, you know, the bowl games that's, uh, that at Camping World have been great, uh. So, yeah, they're building a tradition down there of being in on that, those opening weekends of college football. That, uh, and let me not forget that they redid the stadium uh, a few years back. So it's beautiful. They did a great job. It's, it's a great stadium. It really is. And, uh, <clears throat> you, you know, everything is right there. Universal, Disney, and, and everything else Orlando has to offer. So it's a, it's a great take, uh, to put it mildly. You won't be bored. Orlando on Labor Day weekend, that's for sure. No, and John, there's some great games to open up the season. You know, uh, Auburn is playing in Atlanta against Washington. I mean, that's a one of those pendulum games where if the Pac-12 conference wins and they desperately need a win against a good team, that would help their conference. And, you know, Auburn is looking to you know, rebound from their last time. This will be, I think, the... Um, uh, the third game in a row that Auburn plays in Atlanta because they uh, lost to Georgia in the SEC championship game, then they lost to Central Florida in the Peach Bowl, and now they're back to Atlanta. So three games in a row in that same brand-new Mercedes-Benz Dome. And it's Auburn versus Washington, the Huskies? Versus the Huskies. So that's a big matchup for the both conferences. Right, well, the Huskies, uh, you know, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they have the greatest memory since they were beaten there by Alabama. Is that correct? In the college football playoff a couple of years ago, the semifinals? That's correct. That's correct. And uh, Alabama struggled offensively against them. So I think I can't remember the exact score. I think it was 24 to 10, something like that. Right. But, uh, they, they're familiar with that, that stadium. So Exactly. You know, you look for them to be competitive. Yeah. At this point, you have to, by the way, just by saying all this, you, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to Chris Peterson, their new coach, right, who come over from Boise State. I mean, suddenly, you know, the mere fact what we're saying, whether it's college football semifinal or marquee game to open the college football season, uh, you, you know, this coming September. I mean, Washington, the Huskies are clearly, uh, you know, risen in a, in a, in a hurry to, you know, the top of the heap. Uh, college football marquee schools. Good to see. Yeah, they have. And, and John, you know, you mentioned he came from Boise State. They played just about anyone, anywhere. So that's been his, his, uh, you know, tendency throughout his career to schedule top teams. So that you know, it's nice to see a team from the West Coast come south. And you'd love to see a team from the South go go to the West Coast. That would be that would be interesting as well. But I don't right. I haven't seen that on the other team schedules as of yet. And let's also not forget. Washington and Penn State played a heck of a Fiesta Bowl this past January as well. So suddenly, you know, not suddenly. I mean, they've always been around. They've always been a quality team. But, you know, now suddenly, you know, they're they're playing in, you know, a a couple of, you know, marquee games per year. Uh, So they've re-arrived, shall we say. And it's good to see. I've always liked them back to the days of Don James. Quite frankly, and and Sonny Sixkiller, their quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, those two names, great, great, 
yeah. legends from the, from the Northwest. So yeah, that's that's really the the name that I can recall going way back. University of Washington, Sunny Six Killer. It was on oh. the map, you know, potential Heisman candidate, and uh, you know, just the name in and of itself and his Native American heritage. It made you want to watch TV. And now those days, there was only a game or two on television. So when he he was on the tube, it was must see TV. Exactly. Exactly. One of the great names in American sports history, for sure. You know, IU, we've remembered it all of our lives. That that name sticks with you, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> plus, he was great. He put on a show. He was like, you know, just a, an amazing quarterback putting it up, uh, you know, then like everybody does today, put it that way. So he was ahead of his time. Um, yeah, ahead of his time. And then and sure. the, the big dog, the, and then the big dog himself, Don James. Right. Oh, came on the fabulous. scene and uh, tra- transformed that program. It was down, really down. I actually saw them play uh, one of their, I think it was the first year he was there. They came to Tuscaloosa, the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Alabama and the Rose Bowl in Washington. And uh, they brought some of the players back from both teams, actually, and scored 52 to nothing. And then right. three years later, and as a matter of fact, Warren Moon played in that game. He was one of the quarterbacks coming from junior college, Los Angeles Community College, I believe it was. He played the game, and then three years later, Alabama was, had to hold on for their dear life. And Washington was on the uh, touchdown-winning drive when they fumbled the ball in Seattle. So Don James, that's the, uh, his testimony as a coach. He was defeated soundly, 52 to nothing. Three years later, he's uh, challenging the eventual national champion, one of the national champions of 1978, Alabama. There was a split decision that year, USC and Alabama. But so that's Don James, and he he took a system from him that what he would do, uh, John, was uh, he would take a safety, let's say a big safety, and move him down to the linebacker position. So that means he's going to be faster uh, normally. Then he take a linebacker who was big, maybe could run as well, and then moving down to the defensive end, but he was faster than any defensive end, so he, he brought speed to the defense. Correct, correct. No, he was innovative. Uh, no, I don't think I ever heard anybody say a bad word about Don James, uh, which who unfortunately has passed away uh, somewhat yeah. recently, within the past year, I believe. And uh, But yeah, great to see Washington back. I've always been partial to him, AP, because their colors are purple and gold, which is my high school colors. And... Uh, <laughs> So I've always been partial to that. Uh, but anyway, hard to believe. Uh, we're back at our break. And uh, so why don't we take that now and still a few more things to get to after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, again, uh, the NHL and the NBA playoffs. Uh, right back at it tonight. Uh Caps versus Lightning elimination game in Washington, D.C. Should be fascinating to see how the D.C. fans react, given the Capitals' history and the fact they've now lost three straight after winning the first two at home. And, of course, we also have the Celtics and the Cavaliers from Cleveland with the Celtics, uh, uh, with them, with the blowout. Celtics coming off being blown out. Saturday night in Cleveland, so very, very anxious to see how they respond tonight. I'm here in Boston. Everybody is holding their breath for that one. But AP, a couple things left uh, to get to. Number one, we talked about uh, Washington Huskies and how I've always liked them because they have the same colors as my high school, which is purple and gold. And another team I've always liked with the purple and gold is, of course, LSU. And they lost one of their most famous players ever, who basically is uh, the author of one of the top three or four plays in college football history. Yeah, John, we're sad, sad to say that Billy Cannon, the lone Hasman Trophy winner in LSU history and a member of the College Football Hall of Fame, he passed away. He was 80 years old, and he was uh, one of the main Forces on the 1958 national championship team for LSU. Uh, that, that was the year they had the, what's known as the Chinese Bandits, as a three platoon system uh, that was employed by head coach Paul Dietzel. So on, on that team was Johnny Robinson as well. You probably recall him, the excellent player for the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. For a long time in the NFL. Excellent player. But uh, he made the play the following season uh, in. In 1959, against Ole Miss on Halloween night, he returned a punt, 89 yards, uh, eluding many tacklers and weaving between the defenders, and and scored a touchdown and beat Ole Miss seven to three. One of the most uh, famous plays in college football history. I wasn't, I was alive, but too young to remember it. Yet I know all about it. We've all seen the film, and it was a basically. The genesis for a movie, correct? Well, yeah, I mean, Everybody's All-American was uh, written by Frank DeFord, if I recall, the former Sports Illustrated 
feature writer, and it was kind of patterned after Billy Cannon's life. He had some uh, quite a few glory years, but there were some some downs for him as well. Uh, he he was a, he became a dentist, and with uh, had to go to prison for a number of years on uh, some type of. Uh, you know, violation, and but he came out, and he, you know, when he while he was in prison, he took care of all those inmates. So, but uh, he was still a hero to most of the people in in Louisiana, and always be remembered for that run, which they used to play during the week of that old Miss game repeatedly. You know, this is before the era of television, where you saw something a thousand times. You actually did see it a thousand times yeah. uh, for, for, from 1959 on up. Yeah, again, household name. He went on to play uh, Pro Bowl, of course, uh, Pro Ball at uh, for the Oakland Raiders. And again, he is simply uh, a household name. And you know that run. I I don't think I'd be pushing it too hard to say AP that that was probably the uh, the beginnings of Death Valley being becoming the Death Valley we know today for LSU home football games. Correct? Is that generally accurate? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's probably it. Probably during that era of era of football and everything. So, but yeah, he was, you know, his name Billy Cannon. I mean, like way before they had all these these sports networks. I mean, Billy Cannon. People thought of that run. I mean, it was in their mind. It's forever ingrained. And you know, exactly. he was a fabulous player. Went out to play for the Houston Oilers, Oakland Raiders, and even the Kansas City Chiefs. He was really a tight end when he went to pro ball for uh, many years. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm glad you uh, remembered to mention that. Uh, another name, uh, household name to be sure, uh, back in football, perhaps as we speak, Johnny Manziel is back AP. He signed a contract with the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the Canadian Football League. I believe he literally may be uh, at practice today, I think they may have a preseason game coming up in the next week or two with their season starting soon. So, AP, we're going to be watching Johnny Manziel play football again uh, any time now. I, I think I think it's terrific in, in whatever form it comes. Yeah, if he, he's going to get his chance and opportunity, and if he succeeds, uh, uh, you know, maybe it may take him a couple years, two, three years, to build up the confidence where a coach will – Want him to be the face of the franchise, and it could work out. I mean, you saw Warren Moon. That's the most notable one that I, I usually think of as a quarterback coming uh, coming south after succeeding in the Canadian Football League. I mean, of course, there's Joe Cap as well, but but more more Warren Moon went into a uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame career uh, after playing in the NFL. So Johnny Manziel. I mean, I, I always think that's the best outlet to try to make a comeback to the NFL is go to the uh, Canadian Football League. I agree. Of course, there's Doug Flutie, uh, very similar in that they're both undersized. Uh, both won the Heisman Trophy, uh, and both, uh, you know, Flutie became probably the greatest player in the history of Canadian football. Then came back, uh, and you know, made some noise as the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Unfortunately, was benched for the Music City Miracle game, and we all know the rest of the story. But nonetheless. I have no inside knowledge whatsoever, but as I look at this, I, I basically see where, you know, he was talking about playing this, uh, one of the new leagues that have been popping up lately uh, here in America. But uh, I'm guessing he was advised, it would have been my advice to, you need to get on a football field immediately. You can't wait for the next 
American uh, new league in America to get going. Uh, that would have been my advice if I was his agent. I'm guessing uh, someone gave him that advice or they together came to the conclusion because I, I just think Johnny Manziel, it's time to get the show on the road immediately. And Canada is where he can do that right now. Yeah, I think so too. And it's a good league. You can, oh yeah, you can draw the attention of NFL scouts, and if you you know succeed, especially for Johnny Manziel, he's gonna, it's a passing league primarily, so uh, he's going to get a chance to show his arm accuracy and strength and his ability to lead a team again. Yeah, uh, plus it's you know, it's tailor made for him, like it was for Doug Flutie and many others, Warren Moon, uh, in that it's a bigger field. Bigger end zone, as in massive end zones, bigger than the NFL end zone. So, you know, more room for Johnny football to run around. Uh, I would say it would be a good thing for Johnny football, the same way it was for Doug Flutie. I I think it's just tailor-made, and uh, I I think it's going to be fascinating. Uh, This could actually fill the football void that we see at the beginning of uh, every summer. And... uh, (laughs) Again, it's starting soon, I believe. Uh, like I think it's upon us. I, I think he literally may be in the Hamilton Tiger Cats camp as we speak, if not in the next day or two. I think they have a preseason game coming up in the next week or two, and the season will soon follow. So uh, should be should be fascinating to watch, AP. Yeah, I think so. And all the A&M fans, I know they're happy to see him on the field playing football instead of carousing and getting into trouble and you know maybe maybe this is the way you can turn his life around so absolutely absolutely again uh i think he made a smart move to get going now because uh uh there's no there's no further reason to wait uh given his recent interviews and where he seems to be in his life so he needs to capitalize immediately and that's exactly what he apparently is doing so ap hard to believe we're at the end of our show i want to thank you as always for calling in and adding your perspective and uh appreciate you joining us hey john thank you so much for having me on the show look forward to the next time all right and as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at 1 p.m eastern time Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.